Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Unpacking the Toolbox is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hi, Katie. Hi, Curly. Curly. My second grade teacher used to always Mrs. Kalish. She was so mean, but she would always Ugh. sing Katie, my beautiful Katie. There's some fucking song like that oh. that I don't even remember. I know. To you, know. she would sing it to you? To me when I entered the classroom. Guillermo, oh. was there any childhood song where Guillermo is a name in Hell the song? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Romper Room? I mean, you're su- you're much younger than I am, but there was a show called Romper Room, and the and the the host in the beginning would look in into this magical mirror and be like, "I see you, Tommy and Katie and John and Barbara and Ted and, and of course Guillermo. I was like, Guillermo, <laughs> never." Like, how about in New York Shit. when you go into the trinket stores oh, and it's never. like you can get a little license plate or a little pencil yeah. with yeah. like. Katie's always on there. Yes. And and it's always in a variation of spellings. Yeah. I might get K-A-T-I-E, which is how I spell it. There might be right. K-A-T-Y, whatever. But you right. are just straight up fucked. No. They would be like, well, get a William. <laughs> William is Guillermo. I'm like. Is William Guillermo? Well, William is like the English version of Guillermo. So my friend, you know, teachers and and um, my, <laughs> my friends that couldn't pronounce Guillermo would call me Willie. Like, Willie was my name in school, like, for years. (laughs) W-I-L-L-I-E. Willie. Oh, God. Not Willie. Can I call you that from now on? Yes, please. I I like it. I actually like it. I'm going to get Willie tatted on me. I don't know if you can tell Willie, 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 (laughs) William, that um, I have a lot of extra kick and pep in my step today. Do you? Why? Well, because we have the most exciting guest for our listeners today. I mean... We're obsessed with her. We're obsessed with her. And she's obsessed with us, Yeah, I mean, clearly. I mean... And there is no scandal without this person. No. Without this person's performance. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly... She changed my life in like yeah. every way because, Same. well, that's just because that's the person she is. I don't think anyone who has been lucky enough to spend time with the one and only number one of Scandal could say that she hadn't changed their life because yeah. that's just the magnitude of human that she is. Yes. And so she's you... fucking hilarious. Yeah. That's the other yeah, thing, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
Okay, she's an activist. She's the best actress ever. She's yeah. a director. She's a producer. Yes. She's been on Broadway. She's been in movies. She's yeah. led the Democratic National Convention. She's ridiculously <laughs> yes. the accolades and the respect and all of that. But girl is fucking hilarious. Girl is, that's one of my favorite things about Carrie is la- remember laughing with her on set. Like oh laughing God. with her was so much fun. So, oh. so much fun. And look, I wore my shirt that says queen because <gasps> Carrie is the queen of She's our queen. Scandal. She's our yeah. queen of scandal. And she also was the best number one. Yes. I honestly think this business has ever seen. She spoiled. Of- yeah, oh, she spoiled worse? all of the oh. other TV shows that I was a regular on, which was like two others, but she spoiled that for us because the the amount of you know class and and uh, just a uh, positiveness and respect that I expected from my number ones after Scandal was like beyond anything that I ever got. Yeah, yeah, it was like you're no Kerry Washington. No, I mean she no. was just and also beyond. how I behaved on set like. I truly think there was like speeches made, you know, obviously you guys have heard on the podcast that, well, we knew that the end was coming our last season. So there were so many goodbyes, but they kept saying over and over again that everyone who was lucky enough to be on this set could go off into their other sets or their other jobs, knowing that this type of family feel and behavior was even possible and that you could strive for that. And like, you should try to have your cast and crew feel like this but my god this woman yeah. i mean she didn't every time she got nominated for an award <laughs> which was a lot she would gather the entire crew do you remember this shit no. she would rather gather the entire crew and cast and just like make the most beautiful speech about oh, I mean, how she did that all the that time. it was about yeah. oh she did it all the time but how yeah. it was f- everyone like yes. that she was nothing without the rest of us like yes. the and the crew and the grip she knew yes, everyone's yes. names everyone's significant others names yeah. who was expecting children who was purchasing yeah. homes who yeah. needed help like it was yeah and she would also <sighs> Katie do you remember she would when we had background on set whenever we had background she would take a moment either before we started shooting or after to say <sighs> hey i just want to take a minute to say thank you to you guys without <sighs> you guys we cannot have you know made scandal? So thank you, background actors. You oh my mean the God. world. She we always did yeah. that. She and that's o- the first time I ever saw that on set. On a set, I've never seen that either. Ever. Remember it, the lawn chair episode yeah. with uh, um? Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, with um. Uh, that's the first one that Courtney that, B. Vance. The yes, background yes, yes. actors have to be screaming horrific racial slurs mm-hmm. because it's about us shooting all this. And and Carrie is like saying like thank you so much for your performance like i know this is not easy i know this is hard this is taking so much energy and it's a hard ugly yeah. things to say and like the girl is a leader i mean yes. look, she's not going to run for president but my good god if she I did wish she would, we yes. would be so lucky yeah. because and there's not nothing only, she can't do yeah and not only do we have Carrie Washington on this episode we have a oh, yeah. plethora of other amazing guest actors one of my favorites is Matt Lesher who plays Jimmy Chambers of course oh. George Newbern is in this whoop, episode whoop. who plays Charlie whoop, whoop. freaking Kate Burton Dan Bukatinsky oh I mean, my I could god go on we have and on Brendan Hines as yes. Gideon Wallace although in this episode he dies he does she did in this episode <laughs> she and be also dead. yo Bellamy Young is listed as a guest star in this episode because she's not a regular yet on the show Bellamy did not become a regular until we got picked up for a second season. And by the way, we are talking today about episode 107 called Grant for the People, which aired on May 17th in 2012. It was written by the Shonda Rhimes. Our other queen. There were two queens to make scandal, Shonda and Carrie. And it was directed by Roxanne Dawson. But at the time that we shot this episode, we didn't know we were going to get a second season. No, no. We had never aired an episode like yeah we shot it and no one had seen it so we were still in this like perfect little bubble where we had no clue how the show was going to be received listen i what i love about our show and about our cast is not not one year of our seven seasons did i ever or any of us ever feel like 
Ah, cool. I'll see you guys next year. We're, we're picked up. Every, it was every, after every single season, we were like, oh, please, God, I, I hope we were fortunate enough to get shot. picked up. Like, we never got cocky about this stuff. Never. We didn't take it for granted, no pun intended. <laughs> but oh, grant for the people <laughs> is the name of this episode. Grant taken for granted for the people. Um, but yeah, we were always just super humble and and just like so grateful for this job. But that's because shit yeah. rolls because, downhill. Yes, and because Carrie, of Carrie. Yeah. never, yes, never yes. took the show, the job, our yeah. characters, the writing for granted. Before she comes on, which we're obviously tickled, tickled. Let me just tell you, fill in the rest, which is we we said Brendan Hines is on this episode, but this be it because he died. <laughs> <laughs> we have Brian Lesher as Tom, Troy Winbush as Morris Elcott, love him so much. Shannon Cochran is the Attorney General Sawyer. Mark Harrelick is the Press Secretary Marvin Colgate. You're fired, Marvin. Oh, that's You're my favorite. Fired, Cyrus Marvin. Fires him. Get the <laughs> yes. fuck out. The synopsis is Olivia and the team rally after Quinn finds Gideon Wallace dying in his apartment. Cyrus turns to Olivia with an announcement that affects Fitz's presidency. And that's all we're giving you. It's a very short synopsis. What did you think of my acting in this episode? Katie, I love your acting. I hated it! Katie, Katie, listen. Can you, uh, look, my, my first page of notes says, no. Katie's performance in the scene where she walks in on Gideon and with the team is electric. It's no. guttural and no. raw. It's no. mesmerizing. No, All the Willie. words. Willie, That's stop. literally the stuff that Willie. I wrote. Willie, what are you doing to me, Willie? Willie? Yes. <laughs> Oh, my God. I love that I told you my friends called me Willie, like, for 18 years of my life. See, we still have shit to talk about. You were so, so good in this episode, Katie. Like, truly. I think think you thrive on – I think I'm the same, too. It was such a – you had to play all this raw, like – tragedy like death and I think you you thrive and you just oh you were just so real I love a high stake moment people I love a high stake moment and the shivering you were shivering through your lines oh my god if you guys have not seen this episode you gotta watch it this is the last finale episode of the first season and Quinn walks in and sees that Giddy she's like oh great bagel place down thing and like I I got your (laughs) coffee and we fucked last night and like woohoo and then it's like oh no and the coffee falls on the ground which I remember being on a Friday night and they said you can only do this once Oh shit! I had to nail that coffee drop slip out of my hand that spills everywhere one time I love it and then I see Gideon just with a fucking scissors in his <laughs> neck. Scissors in his neck that Billy Chambers put in there because yeah. he was really close. So a couple things I remember is A, that I had to nail that coffee drop once. And B, I had to reshoot pulling the scissors out of his neck. No, why? Do you remember really? that, Guillermo? No. We shot the first season and I get a call like months later saying you have to come in. And first of all, I was like, I'm fired. I'm 100%. <laughs> Always, every time we got that call, I'm fired. Fired. This is the end. <laughs> After not getting fired, they were like, you have to come back in and shoot, reshoot the Billy Chamber death scene. And I was like, are you kidding? That was like the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like pulling the scissors out, screaming, crying, like trying to reach the Wallace. phone and realizing yeah. he's oh, dead. Um, Because the first angle that they, sh- the, sh- the way they shot it the first time around, it looked like I killed him. Oh. Ah, Are you serious? Ah, this is my remembering of it. Wow. We will be back with more after the break. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with dust-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, guys, without further a duty. <laughs> without further a duty, we would like to present. <laughs> We're the stupidest. <laughs> we would like to present the one, the only, the queen, the yes. the uh, I'm a I'm a I'm getting top I'm, drawer. She's top drawer. She's top drawer. She's tops of everything. She is our friend. She is one of the loves of our, our colleague. lives. We she love is our her. colleague. She is well, we would just for real go over a cliff for this person. Yes. Right? And also the biggest goofball, <laughs> just like us. Yes. Here she is, the one and only Carrie Washington. Hello. You look so beautiful. We're so happy. I tried to, see to put you. on some concealer for you guys. I wanted <laughs> to look pretty. So gorgeous. You look great. I mean, I mean, I prefer the 5 a.m. 4.30 a.m. Monday morning in Version. a makeup trailer of oh. Kerry Washington <laughs> that I miss. That's Some mornings realist. I do wake up and I'm yes. like, those were pretty special, insane times. Yeah, I saw on social media you posted about being in hair and makeup with Guillermo by your side when you guys were doing some press. Oh, yeah. And it's true. It's just like, you know what? I was worried. I was worried that when we didn't have the hair and makeup trailer that we wouldn't all still be obsessed with each other and in love with each other, you know, because you have like we could just take for granted our friendships because they were scheduled. But, yes. <laughs> but I, the fact that we're all still so madly in love with each other. Yeah. Is, it's everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we were just saying before you came on that that comes from you. Yeah. And I mean, look, we're all very special. Yes. <laughs> but you were. How did you know? how to be a number one like that? Like, for real. Would you think it was like you had worked on so many things and had sort of always taken note of how to be a leader or it's just innately in you? So I'm having a little bit of a weird, like, <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> like a proud mommy because I feel like when I met you, Katie Lowe's, you were oh, always God. asking me questions like this. But it wasn't for like a national podcast. It wasn't for like right, a, right. It wasn't it was, for the press. It wasn't well, you didn't even have ask this, people questions it had, now. It had a little bit less like Barbara Walters to it, and more <laughs> just like I need to know naivete. Number one. Right? Oh like, yeah. But you're so it's so sweet because it's still the essence of you. Like you have figured out Thank a way you. to Thank you know stay. Like you are just a naturally curious, yes, very, you know, inquisitive, very. adventurous, ambitious person. So you have, it's like, it's, but it's no longer that five a.m. version of like, right. how do I do this? It's like now this very formal, presentational yes. version, which I yes, love. I'm so yes, proud yes. of you. Thanks, um, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, I think, the number one, number one in the whole history of number ones in the business. Um, and for, do people know what it means to be a number one on a call sheet? Like, do we have to explain that? Let's explain it. So, the, so it's, every yeah. character is assigned a number um, on the call sheet based on how important that character is perceived to be on the show and sometimes relative to the status of the actor playing them. And so if you're number one on the call sheet, you're like the most important character according to the writers and the producers. So I learned how to be a number one. I've had incredible number ones I've worked with through the years. Julia Stiles is an amazing number one. Wow. Um, Forrest Whitaker is an incredible number one. But mm. hands down, the award for number one, number one goes to Jamie Foxx. He's really? He's a beast. Wow. He is, he not only like 
does his homework, is fully prepared, is always happy to be there, really passionate, knows everybody's name. He takes care of the background. He's grateful. He's humble. He works mm-hmm. really hard. He's all of those things. And, you know, I worked with him on Ray and then 10 years later on Django. And so I got yeah. to see, like, he, he it really is who he is. He's just like, wow. he's a leader. He's a true leader and a yeah. generous leader. And he loves his job. Like, he really, he loves, he gets that we're lucky to do what we do. And yes. he never let a day go yeah. by without us all feeling that. And so I, I think really I just spent all those seasons on Scandal pretending to be Jamie Foxx. <laughs> we love it. We were talking er- earlier, Carrie, about how you – Either before we shot a scene or after, you would take a moment to address the background actors and just be like, thank you guys so much for being here. We could not have done this scene without you guys. Just the respect you showed background actors. And for someone who started in background work, I did a ton of background work. What? Before, oh, my God. I didn't know that. I was in green card. I was yeah, in, I, was in a t- yeah, a mil- I did background work on student films, even. Oh, my God. Like, I, I was a hardcore. So yeah. I didn't know that. And then little that. by little. But, but, you know, it's rare that the lead actor or even producers or directors you know, unfortunately treat background actors with any sort of, yeah. you know, I mean, you know. Like they, furniture. They, they, like yeah, furniture. Exactly. Yes, yeah. yes. But and you were the first so person. so important yeah. to scenes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can you imagine? If we oh, didn't yeah. have those background actors in the White House, we're just like a bunch of idiots in hallways. Like, yeah, it's like know, so yeah. dumb. It's like they you're making such real. pretend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And how many times have you watched something where the background totally ruins the scene? Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, I don't yes. believe any of those people are at a party. Or yeah. I don't believe any of those people yeah. are, you know, walking, like background looking at the camera. Background. Yeah. They, they're so vital to the... Yeah. Verisimilitude. Yes. And you could tell on our show. You could tell on Scandal that they're invested in what they're doing. Today, just to jog your memory, is about episode 107, which is like, who is Quinn Perkins? Quinn pulls the scissors out of Gideon's throat. Yeah. And I... There's the scene where everyone's deciding. Yeah, I'm gonna fill. Yeah, I'll jog your memory. I'll jog your memory. Everyone's like, "Do we don't they clean it up? Do we don't they clean it up?" Right, and you're like, "We clean it up." But it was the example of an OPA. It wasn't so much about character development. Maybe it was for other people, but not for me. (laughs) As much as it was like an ensemble theater piece of like, "Do not drop your line." Yeah, especially this this episode. Yes, this is like everyone has got. One line, two lines, like, and Isn't it was keeping the, the ball. Where up. we got together on the weekend to rehearse. It. Yes, yes, yes. This that's scene right. is the one I'm talking wow, about. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, it, was it was a play. It was a play. We all thought it was a one act yeah. play. Yeah. And I remember Betsy Beers being like, You guys did what? Our producer <laughs> being like, <laughs> yeah. we, We've never heard of that. That's bananas. Yeah. But we just, it was a play. It was a one act play. And we were yeah. a bunch of theater kids who had yeah. been lucky enough to find ourselves on some screens. And so we got up together on our own to rehearse. I think back to that and just think we were so lucky that none of us had done a ton of primetime network television mm. show to know that we weren't supposed to do that. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. We're so lucky what we didn't know. Because I, and yeah. I think b- before Scandal, the job I'd had before Scandal it was a movie, but the but right before it was, just, it was a movie. But right before that, <laughs> you were a movie star before a scandal. I wanted to ask you that. Why TV? I originated a role in David Mamet's play Race. That's right. And to That's this right. day, I, I feel like one of the reasons why God put me in that play was to figure out how to do that Mamet thing, like how to have oh, rhythm, wow. how to say the word as written, no matter what, how to get out of the way of the language. Mm. Um, because I felt like I brought so much of that with me to Scandal. The work ethic that you had on Scandal was, to me, and I'm not one, but was like tra- like being an Olympic athlete, which is yeah. what you are yeah. when you do Broadway. Like yes. when you do a race yes. or you do a Scandal uh, yeah. and you're a number one, like you are a machine. You can't yeah. get sick. Yeah. You can't not know your lines. Yeah. Like it's so everyone is... Yeah. It's I you're there's I'm nothing like not, it. Yeah, there's K- nothing Carrie, like it. Me, me and Katie were talking about earlier and, and in other episodes that we've done how, you know, we'd see you in the hair and makeup trailer. You'd be on set, but you were always running lines. And, oh, and Katie brought up you were running lines sometimes for the next scene. Oh, yeah. And they weren't just for the lines. Next day. They, yeah. The next day. They were like monologues. You'd be yeah. like, let's go to the next scene. Let's go to tomorrow's <laughs> scene. Like, it was like you had to Constantly. do that shit nonstop. I know. Every nonstop. job I've had since Scandal, when somebody come up, comes up to me on a set and says, like, I'm really sorry. I know it's a lot today. I laugh. I'm like, like, are this you is nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. Oh, my what? gosh. This is not a lot. 
when you got the scandal script, why television, why this script, why this part, and how did you get it? So everybody knew about this script. Like every black woman in Hollywood between the ages of like, nine to 99 auditions for this role. <laughs> Everybody wanted it. We knew it was like a historic once in a lifetime kind of opportunity. I heard about it through the grapevine. My, my manager, who you both know, Kathy, called Kathy. me. And she was like, there's this new Shonda Rhimes show. It stars a black woman. We feel like you're really right for it. But Shonda, I think Shonda said I was too young because the character was written to be in their 40s, which I'm in my 40s now. So at the time, it was like, I might be too young for it. But it felt when I read it, I, I literally did that thing. which sounds so cliche, but I did that thing where I threw it across the room at some point because I was like... (laughs) This like this was written for me. Like nobody yes, else yes. should be playing this role. But yes, me. agreed. And but I also knew that like there were forty other actresses who felt exactly the same right, way, right. and like really amazing actresses who I admire and love, and peers of mine, and people I looked up to. And we all just read. We all just you know read. And at first, I met with Shonda actually because I was a I had done a bunch of movies, and so my team had negotiated a a meeting first. So I went in mm-hmm. and I remember getting off the elevator and seeing this huge sign that said Shonda Land. And I was like, oh, I don't know how this is gonna go. <laughs> like, wow. like this seems a lot. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't know if I signed up to like give up my citizenship and move to somebody's <laughs> land. Um, and I was nervous. I was like, gosh, I don't know. I had done a couple arcs on television, but I had obviously never been in a series. I'd done two other pilots that I got fired from. Really? Um, yes. But so I met with Shonda. For all the actors listening, my God, is that a, like a hopeful? Yeah, the two other pilots I did before Scandal, I was fired. Damn. And both shows. Why? Because you were too talented or too went. beautiful? No, both shows went, but they replaced me. They recast oh. you. Damn. Yeah. You know why? Probably because they knew you were the, a star. And you were no, stealing it from the rest. No, it, it was a little bit. And Guillermo, I know, will identify with this. One of them was like they, they they wanted it to be a more like girl from the hood version of the character, uh, and I was like, I just right, don't right. see it that way. And they yeah. were like, Well, then you don't That's have to be in this. Yeah, wow, <laughs> yes, exactly. But the other one, I'm not really sure what happened. But yeah, so I so I met with Shonda. I sat down and I loved her immediately. I just loved her immediately. I was like, Oh, she's so lovely, and Betsy was so lovely. And she said to me, You know, if this goes well this could be like a seven-year commitment. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, yeah. I just thought, Ain't no way that's odds? gonna happen. What yeah. are the yeah. odds of that? This show's barely getting on the air with the yeah. black woman as a lead. Like, but, but let's let's take it one day at a time. Slow down. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I fell in love with her. And then, of course, I was like, I'll read. I'll read 100 times if you want me to. And then I did read about 100 times. My friend Colleen Basis was my acting coach for the audition. She I and I love went to college Colleen. together. Colleen's the best. She's still an acting coach, so people seek her out if you're looking. And so I got to the final screen test. I think it was down to me and two other actresses, two or three other actresses. But I remember like the intensity around it because we all knew these opportunities mm. were few and far between. Wow. Um, and when I got the call that it was mine, I I just was just be I couldn't I felt like the luckiest human being on the planet just so blessed I was you know I felt so lucky you know when I knew it was gonna be well I never knew I didn't know it was gonna be a hit until the middle of second season when I we were out in public and all of a sudden women were throwing themselves at Tony Goldwyn and I was like what the fuck is happening (laughs) but before that your dad Earl (laughs) said something like I know when I'm making this up in my head, but it was something like I said, Save the Last Dance was going to be the biggest thing ever. And I'm saying it right here, right now. Scandal is going to be huge. Earl's got the crystal ball. He knows. And by the way, like, you know, my dad, it's so funny because my dad is such a dreamer. He's Mm -hmm. like, he really Mm -hmm. sees beyond the possibilities of what's real. And so like that, you know, he, oh, he gave me permission to dream big in mm. my life. You know, I always feel like my mother's the one who taught me how to be practical and, mm. and yes. work ethic. And, but my dad gave me that ability to big, be the big dreamer. And I, he really, he saw the potential of this show from the beginning, which I'm so grateful but he, for. And he would, whenever we would encounter your parents, they were the biggest fans of the show. They the were biggest. the biggest. 
I mean, I'll say it right here with you guys. Your dad was like, and your mom were like, we love Huck. So, <laughs> I know. Like, they would pull yes. me aside yes. and give me so much oh, love. And I yes. was like, oh my God. But it was sincere and yes. honest. It wasn't like, you know, like, oh, it's Carrie's parents saying, yeah, we love the show. You were great on it. They were truly like, no, sit down for a second <laughs> with me and let's talk about Huck. Because Number he's special. I'll never like, forget yes. them walking Number around with their scandal like raincoats. Yes, they still you know? wear them. Their set jackets. Oh, they still man. wear them. You we know, and my dad so has close. a bit of an obsession with Scott Foley. I think I've told oh, you guys yeah. this story, but he's in he's in love. My father's in love. But one day oh. we were in the car. My parents were visiting set as always, and um and we, I was driving them home from set in my little green Prius. And my dad, I remember you in that Prius. Right? And my dad, super quiet on the ride. And all of a sudden he says, you know what? I think that it was Scott Foley's nose that Michael Jackson was going for. Oh, how <laughs> random. <laughs> I love it. Like, if Scott Foley. I love that like, your dad thinks about that. Yeah, like that he, that like Scott Foley has the epitome Perfect of like a gorgeous nose. Anglican male. Oh my no. gosh, that's that, hilarious. Like, if, if the richest, you know, talented pop star in the world was like, I could pick any nose in the world, it would be Scott Foley's. And I was like, Dad, you're obsessing about Scott Foley's nose on the way home. <laughs> so funny. We'll be right back, guys. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with dust-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Wait, in 107 is oh the episode God, where Carrie it. found out that Guillermo Diaz liked boys. This episode, yes. I'll never forget yes. it because she went the whole first season oh, not knowing. I hate that. I hate that because I don't want you to have one moment of feeling just, like, well, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, to know. No, I'm, oh. I'm just such, you know what it is? Because I, you know, I put my head in the sand with the work. I'm just like, so in the work and I wasn't as into the gossip, which I also was a little strategic because I was like, I don't want to be in the gossip. I kind of want to be Switzerland right. when it comes of to course, the cast. Of yeah. So, but I remember turning to you and saying like, so Guillermo, do you have a girlfriend? <laughs> and I was like, kind of. She is sassy. I don't remember what I said. I was like, he's so sexy and he's so funny and he's so smart and I'm taken, but boy, he, like I'm like, set him up if he's not with somebody he's so hot oh <laughs> my god you know what though Guillermo also you so were qu- you were more quiet for yeah. season I mean it's not oh, only yeah, like yeah. Carrie was not you know strategically yeah, I, I think that super, was a great plan yeah. but Guillermo also wasn't 
Like the only reason yeah. I knew was because I was like, where do you live? And he was like close to the parade. And I was like, what parade are you fucking <laughs> talking like, about? The St. Patrick's Day parade? <laughs> and I was so like, weird oh, that that's what I said. Yeah. Oh, I'll never forget it. Was that but, your sneaky way of coming out, do you think? Well, he maybe, was like, I live by I Santa Monica. Know. Like, you know, it's great. Like, that's like I he either said to right oh. by the parade or so I go to the parade. And I was like, what, what? parade are we talking about? But also, about? you guys got to remember, I was born in the 80s. Like, I was, yeah. you know, a teenager and in my 20s yeah. during a time where this shit wasn't like, oh. people yeah. were like, oh, great. Like, let's have no. you and your boyfriend over. Like, I was yeah, still yeah, very, yeah. like, guarded and like, oh, I don't know if this is going to change right. perceptions. Be able to or, play all the roles yes. if people know. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes. So all no, you've actually thought it been was such a trailblazer in that, that. way, Guillermo. You have oh, been such a trailblazer in so much. like being oh. out, letting people, not, and also like just saying, actually now that I think about it, I think that you were really inspiring for me in terms of like when I got to a place where I was like, okay, I'm not going to deny my personal life, but I also don't need to plaster it everywhere. Like you mm, were just, yeah. I'm living my life for me. I'm in my truth for me. I'm not going to hide who I am. And I'm still going to play all the roles. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be with women. I'm going to be with men. I'm going to be all of yeah. who I am. And as an artist and also be in my truth as a human. So admirable. That means so oh, Guillermo much, Carrie. Is I un- I remember running home and being like, oh, is he out publicly? Because even at the beginning of Scandal, I feel like acters, I think even a lot has changed in the last 10 years. A hundred percent. And I hope it continues to do so. But I can remember even the beginning of Scandal, me being like, I don't know if he's like out publicly because I think that that's like a choice that actors make and whether or not they do talk about it or don't. And it's like a whole fucking thing. And I remember going home and being like, Oh no, he's like really like yeah. out publicly. He's been in like gay magazines and like yeah. all this. Stuff I remember I... the time I had done a movie called Stonewall about the Stonewall riots in mm. 1969, and I was the mm-hmm. lead. I was a drag queen in it, and I remember my managers saying, "You have to make a choice. Are you you're gonna be doing a lot of press? Are you gonna say you're gay? Oh, we think you chill. shouldn't say you're gay, or are you gonna say you're you're straight? You know what I mean? And I had to make it. And I was like, "There's no way I'm freaking lying." And from that mm. point on, I was like, "I don't care." Like, this is who I am. If people don't want to work with me, then fine. Then I don't want to work with them either. But I was like, I cannot be that person who's like- Living a lie. Oh, there's no way. I'm too anxious for that shit. I was like, I'm not doing this. When I'm going back and watching these episodes, which honestly, Carrie, you like not being my friend and one of the great loves of my life, I cannot believe the acting you did in this part. Do you remember like- before the pilot building all these things like her walk and her like neck tilt of like, and I I just can't believe the person you built in your preparation for her. Did you coach with someone builder from the outside in? Was it your fitting with Lynn Paolo? Like how, or did she, was it a slow burn? Like I, like how Mm -hmm. did she come to be? No, it was actually really interesting. I remember, I remember working with Colleen on the audition and I felt like, you know, a lot of times when you, are just meeting material. For me, the the first work for that first hour was like, what do I know about this? Where do I connect with her? How do I reveal myself in this, right? Like, how do I find the places where she and I meet and then let the rest of it kind of fall away? So it was a lot of bringing myself to it, but also that point in my career, I had developed sort of red carpet Carrie, who was a version of me, but it was like the version of me that I was learning to cultivate that wore fancy outfits and could go to all these premieres of all these movies I was in. And so she was like a larger than life version of me who stood differently and walked differently. And in in a lot of ways, Olivia Pope was like her presentation of self in the world was a little bit red carpet carry. And then her her inner messy emotional life was more my inner messy Mm. emotional life. So that was kind of the job in the pilot. But then I remember meeting with Susan Batson again. I trained with with Susan Batson and with Colleen Barry, Barry at the time maybe no basis to her married name is basis but training with both of them for the audition and i remember saying to susan after i got it how do i do this for all these episodes now because i don't want to just be myself on tv like i have to figure out how to be specific about where she ends and i begin i felt like i didn't have Mm. to be that specific in the pilot i was willing to be really messy about that but i was like if i don't start to have some delineation about where oh, she ends and I up. begin. 10 months then, of the year you're being yeah. like, then, that's then a mess. How do I go back to myself? You know, yeah. how do I return to who I am? So the clothes helped a lot. The shoes, like, I don't know if you guys remember, but I would roll oh, up on yeah. set at crew call and be in sweatpants, but I always had to you have my shoes on. You would put on your heels. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I remember you that. You never, yeah. ever, ever, first of all, opposite, I'm a hack. I <laughs> didn't wear my shoes as long as humanly possible. Which actually, you know what? No, fuck that. I'm not a hack. I've heard that Viola Davis does all of her best scenes barefoot or in Uggs yeah. because yeah. her feet no hurt. Way and so I do I. There's no way I would do that either. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie I, I and Olivia Pope was like, I have ne- I never saw you in rehearsal without your shoes on. No, I felt Same. like they were really important for how to stand and how to walk. Mm-hmm. And then I figured out how to be her barefoot in my apartment. But but I always had to come. If, if, if I was going to be in shoes in the scene, I had to be in her shoes. Otherwise, I wouldn't know where in the room I would be. I just think right. that was sort of a real yeah. way into her. And all, the costumes were a huge part of it. Lynn Paolo, because I felt like that was her armor. The way, you yeah. know, her her expertise was storytelling and narrative and how people present in the world. So I knew that how she presented in the world had to be really specific, really on point, elegant, smart. Um, So yeah, all that stuff really, 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 really helped. And then giving over to the language, you know, in that like Mm. David Mamet way and that Shonda Rhimes way, like just giving over to the language. She, she was there. She was in the word. I don't speak like that, but she, she's in the words. Yeah. Right. And when, when something is written really well, it's it Ugh. flows out of your mouth so easily. Ugh, yes. It's so satisfying. It's like delicious yes. to say the words. Right? This chemistry between you and Tony Goldwyn is the stupidest shit I have ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. I'm so wildly uncomfortable. I can't <laughs> believe how good it is. I can't believe how steamy it is. I love you both as people and individuals. I can't even believe what was happening. Yeah. And I'm curious, like... In the pilot, you guys make out in the corner beneath like a curtain and then in to get away from the cameras. And then in this episode, the finale, again, you look up and you have a kiss and he says to jog your memory, like, if I resign or if I get arrested, you know, whatever, for sleeping with Amanda Tanner or whatever, at least I can be a normal person. I can be with Mm -hmm. you. And you like oh kiss, God. but oh, we've I, I also in season two, which Guillermo and I are we're ahead, you know, because we're such prepared people and learn Amazing. from our best number one. <laughs> we just watched the episode. I also just watched the episode where you and he were like screwing in the break room that has all the cords, uh, with all those buttons. lights and I cords. I remember like, the what? green. I was wearing yes. a green. Yes, yes. The, like, the, the christening. Yes. It was your yes. christening outfit. It was sort of like nineteen sixties. Yeah. Yes, it was very beautiful, Jackie O. Very oh, Jackie O. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What? Yeah. It, tell me about this chemistry thing. Tell me about you and Tony. Did you ever talk about it or were you just like, it's bigger than both of us and thank God because it made everyone want to watch the show? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's such a good question. I don't think we talked about it because I don't think we knew until audiences were watching it. We were just like two actors doing our job. It wasn't like the first time, no, you know what? Let me be, I, I need to be honest. That is how we felt on set. But when we camera tested, when we did hair and makeup oh, tests for the show. I camera tested. We did hair oh, and wait, makeup tests for did. the show. Yeah, 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 we, oh, all yeah we all did. That's I remember I mean. that. I remember that. I remember that. And yes, I yes. remember like doing the thing, you walk on camera, you're in the clothes and with the hair. And, and then Tony comes in and we're walking together. And I remember Shonda and Betsy freaking out at the monitors. And I was like, what's happening? And they were like, you guys are just magic together. And we were like, okay. So we had this <laughs> sense, but I knew Tony. So Tony and I had both done a lot of work with this organization called the Creative Coalition, which is a political advocacy organization, ironically. And he was co-president at the time. And so my, I had never worked with Tony as an actor, but our interactions as human beings had been walking up and down the halls of Congress and at the White wow. House. Talking wow. to senators and Congress people wow. yes, about arts funding and arts for the humanity and funding for the humanities. And so I ha- we had this like weirdly DC context for each other. And we had a great deal of respect for each other as like thinking human beings and as politically minded individuals. Yeah. And so, you know, I remember saying to Shonda, like, who's going to be the president on the show? Like, who's going to be the president? And I learned at some like CAA it was either at their Oscar party or their Emmy party. And Tony's manager was there and he came up to me and he was like, Tony's doing it. And I was like, yes, yes. just because I knew how smart yeah. he was. Yes. And he felt, mm-hmm. and Shonda said to me, she felt like he was the right person because he had directed at Gray's early on. And yeah. she knew that whoever was going to play the president was somebody who had to have executive power, like somebody who felt like they could tell people what to do. Like they could boss people around and have yeah. like, you know, real intelligence and leadership. And she had seen that in, in him as a director. So I had a lot of respect for him. I loved him already as a person. 
And we just hoped it worked. We just, we hoped it worked. And you can't really plan that stuff, right? I mean, you can't plan that your chemistry is going to work on camera, really. No, necessarily, but I will right? say, for, I will say for me, I, and this is, I'm a little bit of a chemistry slut. Like mm. I, <laughs> I am, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say I, it, I but you're good worry. at it. I never worry about having chemistry. The only time I can't have chemistry with an actor is if that actor has decided that they don't want to have chemistry with me. And I've been in those uh, situations, like really? walking into an audition where it's like down to me and one other girl and the lead actor has clearly wants the other girl. And I'm like, well, uh, I'm acting well, a cardboard. Like, yeah, what yeah, yeah. Here's when I don't have chemistry. If they, if I don't like their smell. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> like I'm just such a pheromone person, oh, that's yeah. interesting. and I I have been teamed up. I've been Oof. like I've had so many love interests on different things, and sometimes I'm just like, ew! Like I don't oh, no. like this. So like, and I am acting, and you're repelled, like, right? You're I'm like just repulsed. like acting so much because I have <laughs> no. what I call the ick for like the person. Like <laughs> oh, I just like have this no. ick. Like I don't want to, but then I'm like, okay, it's a paycheck. It's a paycheck. Like let's do this. Yeah. Um. Oh. That's so. So there. Here's the other thing that and. You, we would have to. Oh, ask sorry. Tony. You said chemistry slut. What does that mean? It means like that when it comes to finding ways to love a character for my for me to feel like my character really loves or likes another character, I don't find that hard. And I don't know if that's yeah. the Aquarius in me that like I just really like people and I yeah. see the good in people and I like mm -hmm. it. I like a lot of different kinds of people and yeah. I so I don't I don't usually have a hard time in the history of scandal. There's maybe been one actor where I was like, <gasps> oh shit. Let's this not bring this I have guesses. I've got guesses. But most of the love interests are like, you know, they're guys that I get along with. And so you're like, yeah. I can figure this out. So, like, yeah. it's sort of this idea of like, for, there's somebody for everybody. Everybody's lovable yeah. in some way. Yeah, can you right. look for the thing that's like, yeah. that person's not for me, right? Like, not everybody's for me in my real no, life. No, but for I'm their character, you can right. fall in As love a, with something right. in them yes. that you can and, get and, to. Yes. And also, your chemistry was not only great with love love interest people but it was also great with like Quinn and with Huck yes. and, and with Abby so and with Harrison. oh my god Abby yeah. this friendship yeah yeah and also Scott Foley, right? Like that, oh like the my fact that it was God. so, yeah. are you team Fitz or, you know, like yeah. that. That's Olake very, or Olin. Yeah, that's yeah. very, I think that that also, both of those guys, by the way, are, I'm so lucky to have been able to oh, have those two guys the as best. just because they're both so They're the best dudes. But that's such a great example, right? Because they're also so different. Like yeah. so Scott Foley and Tony Goldwyn, you could not find Oh, uh, completely different. So yeah. different. But I was like, I'll uh, figure this out with these guys and their characters. I will say, and we should ask Tony's permission before we, if whether this should stay in or not. But one of the amazing things that happened, though, was I think it was during season two. Tony said something. We were in like one of our canoodling bedroom scenes in Olivia oh, Pope's God, bed. I can't believe it. And he said something. We were talking about like life and love and marriage, just like talking. And he said something that I said, oh, that's so interesting because my therapist said something like that to me last week. And he looked at me and he said, who's your therapist? No. And we found out that we had the same shriek. No. Forget <laughs> oh the my God. For years. Oh, my God. The odds of that. He wasn't currently seeing this person, oh, okay, but God. I still was. And Did you mention it to, to the therapist? Yes. That my therapist was like, yeah, I know. Like, he was like, this is not a surprise wow. to me. Wow. Wow. But of course, he didn't we'll say he wasn't going to we'll say anything. No, he couldn't yeah. have told me. Yeah. yeah. But isn't that great? And it also that helped is to explain remarkable. so much because I had, I felt like, you know, Tony and I had such great boundaries, boundaries with mm -hmm. each other. Like we were able to be in this like incredibly romantic space, but our boundaries as adults, as like responsible human beings were very clear. I have the ultimate respect for his wife. He has the ultimate respect yes. for my husband. Like yes. we, there was never any, despite the tabloids, there was oh, never any messy between he and I, we were like really responsible, accountable mm -hmm. grownups, you know, respectful of each other and each other's lives while still like taking those deep risks as actors. And also to be what a space. scary thing to be like most people, if you get paired up as a love interest in a movie or something like the thing is over in three months or whatever, but for you to have a love interest that's seven years long. Yeah. 
That's insane. After like, my that's husband, like insane. After my husband, Tony Goldwyn is the person in my life who I've made out the longest with <laughs> after <laughs> Because crazy. any other boyfriend I was with before was my husband, seven I was years? with like four or five years. Yes. Right, so this right. Tony Gold- after Nandi, Tony Goldwyn's the guy that I, you know, kissed the oh, most. It's that so weird. Oh my God. So, so weird. Wild. So weird. So weird. This is the last episode in this season and the last yeah. episode, I guess, of season one of Unpacking the Toolbox. That's oh my the name god! Of this podcast. Yeah. Unpacking the toolbox. Yes. That's so cute because of you guys in your toolbox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so cute. there's this like I think the winning scene of this episode is so we had mentioned you and Fitz sort of kiss and you're like you look up and you're like cameras and he's like I don't give a shit and you guys kiss anyway. So romantic. Because like, guess what? Mm-hmm. If I go to jail or I resign, I can be whoever I want to be and I can marry you. And then you see Olivia sort of make the decision like, oh, hell no, this isn't going to happen. So you go to Melly and you two have Bellamy's like first big scene. At this time, Bellamy is not a she serious. She was just a guest, guest, star, guest star. Yeah, exactly. And the scene Ugh. is like, you didn't do your job. You let that girl get in his pants. You let she that says, girl, yeah. Amanda Tanner, get in his pants. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm working my fucking ass off as the face and the wife and this, that, and the other thing. And you fucked up. You, you stopped yeah. being his mistress oh, yeah. and you let him get away. And this is all your fault that he wants to resign. Oof. And this is really where we see Bellamy step into Melly. And from that scene, you go and arrange a. With with Fitz not even having a say in it, you arrange a a interview on national television where she says that was me on the sex tape, right? That Melly saying was the, take the off voice your clothes and yes. and so I'm so embarrassed. Uh, this is how Olivia and her planned together, working yes. together to yes. spin it, which yes. is we're seeing the beginning of how we ended the series with oh you my and Melly together. You guys, but it's starting so here now. That you're doing yeah. this, it's so crazy. Oh, it's yeah, crazy. So right? you two start working together and be this political animal yeah. where you decide that Fitz is not resigning. It was you on the sex tape, but we're going to yeah. lie and say it was Melly in the fist, fist, and then she's going to fake being pregnant. So yeah. by the end of this series, the two of them have to go off quickly and like have sex and have and make a baby. But it's the beginning of the Melly Olivia. Like when they work together, it's like, holy shit. And mm. we learned that Olivia's like, oh, hell no. I don't want to settle down and be normal. Mm. I mean, one of your memorable lines is being normal is overrated mm. in, in this episode. It's the first time you see Olivia and you're like, oh, wow. She And another memorable line in this episode is when Cyrus says, some men aren't meant to be happy. They're meant to be great. Mm. And I think that sort mm. of connected to Olivia as well because I course. think she felt that way too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She says, yeah. don't go be the man I voted yeah. for. Yes. <laughs> but all of us are like, you mean the man that you rigged the election for? But okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> well, I voted for him and rigged the election. Yeah. Those yeah. are not yeah. Both are true. <laughs> but the fact that you that you chose not to settle down with Fitz, that Olivia chose not to go that route, so, I mean, speaks volumes to who Olivia was, right? She knew yeah. her life was beyond that like she didn't want that she was like oh wait a minute wait wait no 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 no. i'm good i'm good being the most yeah. powerful woman in dc right now yeah so oh, good so wild the show figured out what it was while it was happening like it wasn't predestined that melly would be melly you no. know so can you talk to us quickly about like when you realize that so much of this show was going to be relationships between you and Jake and Fitz and that Melly was going to be like a very big part of that. Yeah, I don't, it's so hard. I don't remember having a lot of perspective about what the show is about while we were doing it. I, it was so like, <laughs> it was like scene to scene, moment to moment. Like yes. I, we were just on this, I mean, we were on this rocket ship. I remember Josh Molina seeing the second episode during lunch, the second or third episode during lunch while we were filming in that like room we would sometimes get upstairs where oh we had God. table reads. Yeah. And he turned to me and he was like, you can carry a show. And like coming from wow. Josh Molina, who was like, I watched all through college on West Wing, was like obsessed with West Wing. And you went Wing, to GW, like, wow. like yes, you're like, so political. That was that the show. Said, yes, it was the oh. show. I had like, oh. Colleen and our friend Jody. We used to get together and cook recipes from the Moosewood cookbook and watch West Wing every week. Um, oh but we God. like, so when he said that, I was like, I just remember being like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I hope he's right. And then I remember you also, because I didn't know, I had mostly done movies, but I remember sitting in the hair and makeup trailer and Katie, you were like, episode three and I was like what about it and you were like the script is really good and I was like 
okay. You're like, well, that's when you know if you have a show or not. And I was like, oh, really? Oh, God. Check Katie out. Yeah. Check you out, Katie. Well, it's easy to make two. You were like, things fall <laughs> apart at episode three. Yeah. yeah. You're like, episode three is when you really have to know whether you can make a show. And I was like, oh, well, that's exciting because I think this episode's pretty good. I just was so green, you guys. I didn't know right. anything. I didn't know anything No, you're anything. all calling us to do backstories. Like, I don't I, think anyone does yeah, that in TV but, 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 but what I mean but is they like, do in I, movies. the business like, of it. The mm-hmm. business of it, I was so oh. green about. And, like, the the TV of it, I was so green about. So I wasn't green as an, as an actor. Like, as an right. actor, I was so invested and felt like I was just like, you know, the hog and mud, like, mm-hmm. so it doing yeah. everything I wanted to be doing. But I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know what the marketing yeah. meant. I didn't, I didn't, I just, you know, yeah, I just, and it that, was that, moment to moment. I just wanted yeah, us to be able to keep to doing like, it. Yeah. And it speaks, it's, it's like, it's about the work, right? It sounds yeah. like sort of corny and cliche, but it's, it's about the work. If the work is good, then everything else that we have no control over, right. That that'll either fall into place or it won't. And it did yeah. for scandal, you know. And, it's and like- yes, yes, yes. And what I what I'm really proud of sitting here right now in this moment is also that it was about the process and mm. the people because mm. I remember so much more about your first house that you bought, Katie. I remember so much more about your, your conversations about going back home in New York and what that was like. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. our, the reveal of the clothing in the Saks windows and your parents yes. waving at us through the yes. windows. Oh Guillermo. my God. Oh, I'll never geez. forget it. I'll you never know, forget like, it. Like, these little details, I remember more than any episode oh, of the show we ever same. shot because same. I was so oh, invested in you as people. I was yeah. invested in our, yeah. like we were on this rocket ship and we couldn't control like, Mars and the comets and the stars and like we <laughs> yeah. didn't but but on that ship we had each other and yeah. I'm really proud of how we did that. It really all stemmed from you, Carrie. I'm serious. Yeah. And the other thing about all of this pressure and everything about being the first black woman in 40 years to be on a show, I remember for one second, like I don't know if you ever felt this, or maybe I put this in my head that you said this, and I remember you being like, This has to succeed. Like, what would have mm. happened had it not? Yeah, I, mean, I knew I knew if we horrible. failed, it would be another 40 years. But instead, oh, because we didn't fail, we got to have How to Get Away and we got to have yeah. Priyanka Chopra and her show. Yes, we got to have yes. all these women of color yeah. leading network shows, yeah. Station 19. Like we got yes. to, to have this world where women mm. of color were number ones on the call sheet and it was no longer a big quote unquote risk. Risk. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway, wow. I love you guys so much. I can't tell you how fun this first season of Unpacking the Toolbox has been. Oh, such a freaking blast, dude. It's been such a blast. Uh, I hope we, I hope we get to do, like, listen, like, every single season. I hope we do all seven seasons on this. And that's up to you all listening. Unpacking the Toolbox, yeah. Like, yeah. you guys like it? Tell your friends. And Subscribe. we'll give you more. Like. Yeah. We'll bring you more behind the scenes hot goss from yep. Scandal. We're going to bring all the guests. More superstars. That's up right. In this piece. Hopefully, the next episode up is 201 White Hats Off, yes. the premiere of the second season. But come on, you guys, give me a fucking break. The first season, we brought to you Shonda Rhimes. We brought to you Tony Golden. We brought to you Liza Wheel. We brought to you Carrie, Carrie Washington. Washington y'all. Carrie Washington. So stick with us. Please. Tell your friends. This is, and also because as. For usual, I just want to hang out. We just want to hang Willy, out with each other. Willie Diaz all oh. the time. <laughs> oh my God, I love you so much. Hi everyone, this is Willie Diaz signing off. <laughs> Goodbye, gladiators. Bye, gladiators. We Peace. love you. Peace. Thank you guys for joining us on Unpacking the Toolbox. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share with your friends, rate, or leave us a review. Scandal is executive produced by Sandy Bailey, Alex Alche, Lauren Homan, Tyler Klang, and Gabrielle Collins. Our producer and editor is Vince DeJohnny, with music by Chad Fisher. Scandal is a production of ABC Signature, and you can follow along by rewatching Scandal on Hulu. Unpacking the Toolbox is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app or anywhere you subscribe to your favorite shows.
From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 